0: up nerds it's your buddy or pal Hey Archer here on the Hey Archer channel welcome back if you're new here like comment and subscribe Hey Archer episode 174 for those of you who don't know I count the series backwards in honor of one of my favorite journalists MMA journalists podcasters whatever he wants to be labeled these days Eugene S. Robinson host of the show Stomper on YouTube make sure you check that out. Um, So I count backwards to episode zero where I will be on the Joe Rogan podcast, hopefully. But uh, again, like, comment, subscribe if you're new here. Uh, Once again, as you watch this show, lighting is different. I'm trying something else now. Um, I got a softbox actually behind you right now. Um, You can't see it, but behind you is a little like photo booth I decided to make. Um, I have a backdrop. I'll have the softbox there. So I can do cool photos. I don't know. I figured if I'm going to buy a nice camera, I might as well use it and take photographs. So on that note, actually, with the new camera, make sure you check out HeyArcher.com. That's live. Um, that's new since the last time you and I have talked in this show series. Um, HeyArcher.com is live. Where I'll be putting photographs, uh, these episodes, the audio, the video, the whole thing. So if you're ever confused as to you know where Swipe and Chill is... Where some of the two-minute reviews are, you know, maybe you're not listening or maybe you like to watch or whatever. Uh, Heyarcher.com will house everything. So you can head on over there, check it out. Of course, leave reviews on all the platforms that you watch the show on. So uh, it's currently 11 o'clock at night on Sunday. And those of you listening, of course, the new episodes drop Sunday night into Monday on audio. Video will be Wednesday. So we'll see what's going on in the world of Mixed Martial Arts by Wednesday. I'm curious. Um, this weekend was intense. This weekend was intense. And I will... I feel like every episode I apologize for something. Or say I'm going to, but I don't. Um, I do apologize for one thing. Um, and this episode is going to be heavily, heavily UFC-based. Um, episode 174 of this uh, channel, of this show... Will be a lot about UFC 178, was it? Uh, 247, not even close. <laughs> uh, this will be a lot about UFC 247 and all of that. So if you don't, some if somehow you don't want spoilers about that, don't watch. If you don't care about UFC, stick around. Maybe I'll find you know, find a way to get you interested in the UFC and all that. Um, but my apology is for saying I didn't care about this fight and saying I didn't care about what happened. Um I was wrong. I was totally wrong. Um, but to only an extent. Now, if you remember, I was saying how watching the UFC now uh is super expensive. It's probably the most expensive sport to be a fan of. And that holds true. And I think the 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 point of this episode is gonna make is at what point do we become suckers? At what point do we just accept things for what they are and just roll with it? Or do we just continue to put up a fight, if you would? So last night I, uh, I come home. It's about 10-ish. It probably just hit 10. Um, I was at a bar recent, uh, prior to that, and I was watching some of the prelims there. And my buddy texted me and said, hey, he's going to our local spot to watch the fight. Now, normally I am like, no, going to bed, no interest. But there was something about yesterday and it was on the drive back home when I was thinking about it and my opinions on the whole ESPN plus thing. Those are what they are. If you go back episodes, you'll know what, it, what they are. But I was driving in and I'm like, I've. This is the only sport that I, I love to watch. It's the only sport I enjoy. And I don't want to get to the point where Dana White and, and e, what is it? M, EMG or uh, WMG, I think is who owns it now. Um, I don't want to get to the point where Dana and, and that company ruin my love of the sport. And I sure as hell don't want them and their financial moves to ruin my love of watching John Jones fight. John Jones is by far my favorite fighter. He's been that way for years. I um, actually met John Jones. It was the um, like the World MMA Expo, I think. It was in New York, and this was prior to the Ryan Bader fight. And it was—I remember they had like this kind of like half cage thing. It was him. Phil Nurse was in there. Uh, he's a, a famous like kickboxing or Thai. Muay Thai trainer, um, Phil Nurse was in there, and Carlos Conduct was in there, if I can find the pictures, I'll post them up on my, uh, on the gram, of course, you know, so I went, I met John Jones in real life, this is more than 10 years ago at this point, point. and, um, I was just like, yeah, like, you know, he's my favorite fighter, like, when I watched him at the time, I was like, he's fighting in a way that if I was a fighter, I wish I could fight, like, that's, his style is that of which I would like. And at that, at that point in time, he was steamrolling everybody. He would go in there, and there was just. He was doing moves that you've never seen before. He was attacking from angles you never saw before and making light work of like pros, like veterans. And he ends up being Ryan Bader, gets the title shot. Um, I feel like somebody fell off a card, and that's what gave him the title shot of Shogun um, in New Jersey. By far, my my favorite intro um, of a walkout is him um, to Shogun. So I didn't want I didn't want the whole the whole business model and all that to just ruin it for me. And I was like, I was like, John Jones is my favorite fighter. Why am I gonna stop myself from enjoying that? So I told my buddy i I'd, I'd end up swinging by the bar to watch the fight. Um, so I get to the bar and. Comment down below, of course. One, if you watched the fight yesterday. Um, or two, if you did, where did you watch it? How did you watch it? If you watched it through legal means, of course, you don't have to say that down below. Um, I feel like that's how most of you watch it at this point. Uh, but, you know, go to the bar. Watch the fight. And uh, the prelims are going on. Uh, sorry. The main card starts. I, I, really, I really don't care for what's going on with any of those. Um, and this is to the point I made last week where the UFC now is just totally boxing it's at the point where you you buy these cards and there's a lot of you're just sitting there watching things happen and eventually the main event happens now of all the recent cards this one had the better fights i gotta say um the james kraus fight was really good that was a prelim um apparently he fought on a day's notice i had no idea about that um and a couple other ones were, like, entertaining to watch. The, the, um, the Shevchenko fight was pretty good, I got to say. Uh, I thought the stoppage was early on that, but it was pretty good. Uh, so then you get to the John Jones fight. And I'm there. At this point, it's already midnight. And that's, that's a whole other issue I have, where I think these cards start them early. I know that it's all based on Vegas. To me, just start them early. So, we get to the main event. John Jones uh, starts to come out, and I'm like, "This is this is why I like to sport." He walks out. He does his usual routine things, um, and he goes in a cage, does a cartwheel, the whole thing. If you've you've probably seen a John Jones fight. You know what's going on. And and now my superstition starts kicking right. So I'm watching the fight. This is the first time in a long time I'm not watching a John Jones fight in my own house. So I'm like, I don't like the way this feels. Um, John Jones has his toes taped up. He has like his big toe and the toe next to it taped up on, I want to say his right foot. I could be wrong. So I'm like, something's wrong. (laughs) Something's off with my dude. And um, him and Dominic Reyes uh, square off. And I'm like, all right. I'm getting, I'm getting this vibe of Gustafson part one, not part two, obviously, but Jones Gustafson part one where I'm like, now he's face to face with somebody his own size and he's done before, of course, but yeah. it felt different. It just felt different, but that could also just be my nerves being a John Jones fan. So, you know, the entire time the bar is going crazy. The bar is going crazy on this fight. All of us are talking amongst ourselves. We have the fight going for the most part 2 to 2 going into the last one. I think one of my buddies had it 3-1 Jones going into the last round. And I tell you it was that it Eugene said it on today's episode that you know following that fight he did feel rejuvenated. In the whole process he felt he felt like a fan again and seeing the greatest of all time fight it it can make you feel like a fan again especially if you're a true fan of the sport if you're a true fan of just martial arts in general because the fight it went a lot of places um, once again I apologize my nose is still stuffy uh, from the cold I had last week but the fight went all over the place, and it was interesting. It was interesting to watch. I was on my toes the entire time, you know. I, arms crossed, I looked nervous a couple and a couple moments in that fight, uh, like any fan of John Jones or any fighter would be. But I, I realized something in watching that fight, and I'll, I'll get back to the whole boxing model thing because I, I do have a thought on that too. Um, another thought, I should say, but. There was something interesting about watching that fight yesterday, and I believe that this is how we're judging John Jones' fights. If you end up watching a lot of MMA media um, this week after the fight, Sports Center and all that kind of stuff, um, you probably will hear that people, they probably already talked about it, that their issue was, of course, the scoring of the fight. A lot of people had Dominic winning. I feel a lot of people were haters who had Dominic winning, but... I'm not going to argue with it because, yeah, Jones also didn't really, he may have been the aggressor for the fight, but Reyes had a comeback for almost everything. So, if you want to say Dominic won, I won't fight you on that. That's a given. Um, But people had, you know, uh, issue with the scorecard. I did for sure. Um, No need to dive into that. I think if you care that deeply about MMA, you can look up the controversy with the scorecard. But... The thing that that I really took note of was John has crossed into this new territory, this new arena, if you would. He currently now has the most title defenses in the UFC history. He's been doing, he's been title fighting these guys for over ten years. He's got the record now. He would have, he would have passed it if he, if not for all the screw ups and whatnot. And watching the fight people really were cheering on Dominic and treating a lot of Dominic's hits as wins. A lot of his counter strikes as wins. But I think the scale of what we constitute somebody taking or getting uh, advantages over John have changed. They're not that of a standard fight. What do I mean? When I mean, uh, you know, the fight before that, right? Chef Chang no, that's probably not a good example. Let's go let's go back to one of the greatest fights of all time, right? Robbie Lawler and uh Roy McDonald, who actually are training together now, I believe I saw a picture today. Um or even John Jones DC, the first one, or John Jones Gustafson, right? When you're when when there's the fight is happening. There's back and forth. There are moments where the A side is dominating the fight. There are moments where the B side may be dominating the fights, but it's so close and narrow that it's hard to score a round because both people are taking like damage, like extreme damage. Person A gets a takedown. Person B gets a takedown. Person A lands a hook. Person B lands a kick and drops person A. Like there's a lot of back and forth that happens. And, you know, that's where you get the nail-biter. You get the close fight. You can't, you can't tell who's winning, right? Once we got past Jones-Gustafsson, the, the shift occurred where it no longer became is there back and forth between person A and B controlling the fight as much as is the A side. I keep saying person A or B. Really, the, the A side, the red corner, the, the main person. Is the A side getting their. Are they dominating with the moves they want to dominate with? Are they controlling every aspect of the fight? From pillar to post, are they dominating the B side? Is John Jones dominating DC? Is John Jones dominating Gustafsson? Is John Jones dominating Reyes? And what's happened is. The B side no longer has to dominate John Jones for people to think that they're winning the fight. All they need to do is negate what John Jones is doing. So, for example, John Jones shoots a takedown on Dominic Reyes. Dominic stuffs it, points to you, right? In any fight, if you stuff the takedown, that counts kind of as you were the. Controlling aspect of that moment in time, right? So when you're watching around, you're watching, uh, octagon control, significant strikes, you know, um, who, who's landing the most damage who's defending the most, you know, there's, there's factors involved when John Jones shoots and you stuff it in the eyes of the fans, because they want John to lose so badly, it's almost as though Dominic knocked Jones down. It holds that kind of weight. And people cheer because John Jones could not pull off a move he wants to, to pull off. People cheer because John Jones, for a second, sorry, John Jones, for a second in time, is not in 100% control of the fight. And I believe if you go back and watch the fight, I've not watched it the second time, but I believe if you go back and watch it, you'll notice that as you're cheering for Dominic, you're giving him a little bit extra because he's stopped Jones from doing whatever it may be. Not because Dominic is landing shots, not because Dominic is doing takedown attempts, Uh, Granted, Dominic had more significant strikes in the fight, but things, moves would happen. Transitions would happen. And because Dominic was simply moving, he got the advantage in the eyes of the fans. He got the advantage in the eyes of the judges. And it's a whole new, there's a whole new scale of judging a John Jones fight. And it's, it's almost flattering in a sense, you know, if I'm John Jones, first of all, I don't want things to go to decision right now. There's a strong chance you win by decision, just like GSP will never lose a decision in Vegas or Canada, that kind of thing. But if I'm John Jones, I I now may start to take things a little bit more seriously in the landing Strikes in the dominating the fight in the attempting the finish, and not to say he doesn't want to get the finish, but there's always been that debate whether John Jones fights people in a way to embarrass them in their own wheelhouse, like him going against a striker or him consistently taking DC down because DC takes other people down, that kind of thing. Um So if I'm Jones, I'm I'm thinking we got to really start working some finishes here because our our Sorry, Minos. Because our opponents are really starting, um, really starting to get good looks in the eyes of the crowd and the judges, strictly on the fact that I can't do anything. If they negate a takedown, if they negate a kick, if they just block something and throw a counter, even if the counter doesn't land, or maybe it grazes. That's holding more weight than you doing the same thing. And i love down below if you guys comment whether you agree or disagree with that. Because I believe if you go back and watch some of these fights, you might think, you know what? I had Person B winning over, over John Jones. And then when you watch it back, knowing who wins, you might actually think, you know what? Person B actually wasn't doing much. They negated things here and there. And that's the part that made me feel they won. So I'm curious. I'm very curious to see if anybody else feels that same way, or if it, maybe I'm just talking crazy talk here. But the other, the other thing that was of note um, this week was actually not even involving this fight, this card. You know, the the story of this show, the last couple of months, has been me against Dana and the business model. And me saying, you know, how Dana said that it would not follow the boxing model, but little by little it has. I I don't think I, I ever really pushed for the fighter unionization thing, like, because I feel it would never happen. But there's a moment for them to do it. It's going to be now. Now has to be that moment where they say, we got to get, we have... to. We need to have a say in what's happening. The reason being for that is going back to Cowboy versus Donald um, versus Conor McGregor, and it came out this week that Conor made three million on that fight. Rightfully so, I think he should have made more. It is what it is. The B side of that, the blue corner, Cowboy Cerrone, two hundred k for that fight. 200,000 for that fight. Some may argue that, well, Connor drew the, the most. Like, Connor's the reason why that fight was what it was. And I won't argue that. I will never, ever argue that. You didn't even make half of what Conor made, right? You didn't even make a third. They knocked you down to 200,000 flat to be the B-side on the main event of the biggest card of the year. You made the same money B-side to Conor McGregor as the co-main event champions who fought. Crazy. That is insane. Insane. And, you know... Uh, the thing, the vibe I'm getting, the the proof in the pudding there, is they're they're cutting the costs on the lower tier people to load up that main event person and give them all the money they can. Which you know, if I'm Conor McGregor, yeah, I want all the money. Definitely worth more than three million. That the amount of subscriptions that got activated because of that fight, worth way more than three million. But the story of that fight. Is the fact that Cowboy Cerrone walked away with 200k, no bonus, no nothing. This is and this is only what's disclosed. If there are backdoor, backdoor under table checks and whatnot going through, by all means. But if you literally, if you actually did get 200k for that fight, and homeboy got three million, this is a problem. And everybody else needs to look at that. Everybody else, because you know what. Let's say you're uh, Dustin Poirier or Justin Gaethje, right? If you're, just, if you're Justin Gaethje and you sign up to fight uh, Conor McGregor and you think that by beating him it's going to boost your popularity and you're going to start making his money, that's not how this works. This is not Highlander. You're not going to defeat a champion and acquire their power, acquire their money. Acquire their fan base. It's super rare to do that. Super rare. Holly Holm didn't do it to uh, uh, Ronda Rousey. Cyborg didn't do it to Gina Carano. I'm trying to think, who else had a big the throne moment? Connor. Connor didn't take from Jose, but he was already on a trajectory and all I did was solidify. But you don't, that's not what happens. You don't defeat somebody and take their money. And if you're a fighter, you need to start saying, we got to have some stakes in this because I'm going out there. That dude's making bank. You guys are making bank. I get that he could fight a broom and make money, but I got family to feed. I got mouths to feed. I need a house. I need, I, I only have, but so many moments In this career to make a dollar, and if you're dishing out that kind of money to him, and I'm getting not even a third of that, not even a third of that, no pay per view points, no nothing, you guys got you guys got a problem on your hands. You fighters have to do something. You have to, because that's insane, absolutely insane. That man made two hundred thousand. Budweiser made. A can a beer can specifically for him for that fight. To promote in Vegas. I would have actually bought Bud Light or Budweiser if that was in Massachusetts. That that variant can. I thought it was kind of cool. But insanity. Insanity. That was my biggest takeaway this whole this whole month. Was that that amount. But I want to know what you guys think. I want to hear, you know, if you guys like the fight. I want to hear if you guys even care about the fighter pay in that kind of way. Or is that more of a hardcore thing? But, most importantly, of course, I want to thank you for watching Hey Archer episode 174. Uh, more episodes, uh, reviews, Swipe and Chill coming out this week. Um, I haven't done a movie review in a long time, so I feel like I owe you guys that. So hopefully this week I can get you guys some movie reviews, of course more trailer reviews, and hopefully my voice sounds better next week. But, thanks for watching, thanks for listening. HeyArcher.com for HeyArcher.com for everything across all social media platforms. I'll see you guys in the next video. Peace.